Educators want to stay fresh with literacy instruction, but are so busy with students, they don't always have the time. All year long, Choice Literacy publishes and delivers the best K-12 literacy practices so that educators can grow their students as readers and writers with choice in literacy. Welcome to the Big Fresh Choice Literacy Podcast. I'm Ruth Ayers. A successful dinner is one that lasts a while and one where everyone leaves happy. It's a meal where we didn't just wolf food down. Rather, something else happened at the table. That is the goal. Lori David. Welcome to the Big Fresh. Today's Big Fresh lead is read and written by Kathy Meir. Come to the table. It's nearly dinner time when the group begins to gather around the table. There are educators from several states in attendance. The group represents teachers from a variety of grade levels. In addition to classroom teachers, there are instructional coaches and administrators among the small group gathered to spend a few days writing. For years, small groups of choice literacy contributors have gathered for a writing retreat. We pack our bags and our notebooks to spend time writing together. It's a gift to have time to just focus on our writing for a bit. There's no cooking, no cleaning, no laundry, just time to think and write. As participants begin to gather at the table, a familiar banner begins. There's always talk of position changes and family updates, but it moves quickly into the work we do in our spaces. As we gather around the table, stories unfold of celebrations and challenges in the work we do as educators. For me, gathering around the table is one of the highlights of the retreat each year. There's something energizing about hearing the perspectives of different educators to hear their stories, to momentarily be taken into their classrooms to discover the magical spaces of their learning communities. It's one of the reasons I look forward to the Big Fresh each week. Reading each week's collection of articles is always a bit like sitting around the table with this group. As contributors share their stories from the field with all of us, I momentarily step inside their classrooms, sit beside them as they talk with colleagues, see the way they puzzle over challenges, and find their best next steps. We know each of you are also passionate about the literacy work we do. We want to invite you to the table to share your stories. We have started a new feature each week on our Facebook page to hear from you. We hope you'll take a seat at the table to share your stories, your challenges, your insights, and your celebrations. In our weekly choice chat conversations, we invite each of you to come to the table. Pull up a chair and tell us your story. Kathy, I love the big fresh lead that you wrote this week because I think it's a great metaphor for what happens when the newsletter arrives. It's like sitting down at the table and getting to have some conversations with people who are in the field all across the country. This week, we're talking about assessing readers. I appreciated this collection this week, Ruth, because you're right. I did feel like I was sitting at the table with everyone. I I felt like... um, as each person contributed to the collection this this week, um, they really addressed that struggle that I think we feel sometimes as teachers between accountability and between 
that authentic learning experience that we want our kids to have. And so I felt like with each article that I read, I was able to think more and more about how to build that authenticity for kids and allow some agency and using different ways to assess to kind of help us move forward. I love that too. Um, it's just as we go through it, as one, one article uh, builds upon the next. And so in our free for all, we have um, an article from Christy Rush Levine, uh, where she's looking at her rubrics and helping determine the kind of support that kids need to accomplish the tasks. I love uh, the download of her assessment rubric in this article. I thought the assessment rubric was so helpful in understanding the way she was differentiating and helping different students in her classroom. And I loved her story of Jenny. And when she says at the end of it, after she'd worked through this, because I think as teachers, we all just get that time in our gut where we're doing something where we just, we're like, something about this doesn't feel right. And we start wrestling through to find a better way. And I love after she shares um, her thinking and that rubric that she says, Um, With this assessment, not only could Jenny get the support she needs, but she also gained the benefit of honest, accurate communication of her performance level in a manner that allowed her to maintain her dignity while giving her clear steps for working toward the next level of independence as a student. And I think we're always just trying to find that nice place between where kids are and how we help them with that next step. And Christy certainly does that here. She does, which is what pairs so nicely with Tammy Mulligan and Claire Landrigan's article called Balancing Assessments Through Better Classroom Notes. You know, they start with Amari Clay a quote, which I think you just can't go wrong with that beginning. Um, so they say, um, the, the quote is, the one closest to the classroom experience is in a unique position to see and communicate a reliable and valid instructional perspective of the child. And then this is an article really helping teachers learn how to um, use their classroom notes for assessment. The other piece that struck me about their article was just, it was almost a time-saving way. Like they gave me permission to just step back and look at the learners in my classroom in some ways that would be more efficient and effective and help me to use my time better. I love the part where they share the circles that you can use where you put down the key concepts that you want kids to understand. And then you just, as you're working with kids in the classroom, fill in what you notice. And I just felt like it was such a great time saver, plus so much more authentic so often what we see right there in the moment is what matters most. And I don't know about you, Ruth, but sometimes 10 minutes later, my mind's in a whole different place. So I uh, appreciated this very timely article. I agree. I love the way that they're showing us different ways that we can take notes. And it is a huge time saver. As I reflected on Tammy and Claire's article and I think about this time of year in school, I feel like this is the time of year where I really finally feel like I understand the story of my literacy learners a little bit more. So it's not just little snapshots that I have, but I've actually seen my learners in action. And I love the way that they help us to think through the way to organize the information we've gained 
to start to use it to take action in our classrooms for those next steps. And so um, I noticed that added in this collection this week is the small group reading instruction field experience. And I feel like it's just so timely because really this is that time where I'm always thinking about that, Ruth. How do I puzzle together all that I've noticed and do the most I can for my learners to help them continue to grow. And so this would just be a perfect course for this time of year. Thanks, Kathy. I'm really excited about these field experience courses because classroom observations are just some of the best learning experiences we can have. And so I'm glad that we're able to pull together um, observations. And in this this course, and um, people really get to see a lot of the nitty gritty that makes small group instruction work. And I agree, right now is the, the time that we're setting that in motion, and it's going to become fruitful work in our classrooms. I really love that I could go in and I could look at little video snippets. I could see a little piece, but then there were articles for me to dig in and read and learn more. So lots of ways to help us to move forward with um, adjusting our instruction for different learners. So this week in the classic classroom section of the newsletter, we have some new articles and one is by Gretchen Schrader called Reading Quiz. Um, I I love Gretchen's writing. Uh, She's a high school teacher. Lots of things that she writes, though, I think uh, many of us can benefit from no matter what grade level we're, we're teaching. But here, she's really struggling with reading quizzes and um, the types of assessments to give her students. Yes, I love the way uh, Gretchen so puts forward, again, that place where there's just that discomfort in something that we're doing. But then the way she decides to solve it is by changing the opportunities for assessment and what her kids are doing. And I was very curious. I love that she included little snippets of some of their responses and some of the things that she used. And um, most of all, I I kind of got a little bit of laugh at the end of the article where she talks about how the other big bonus here is now she gets a lot of pleasure out of her grading of the student's assessment of understanding. And so I thought that was um, a nice little reminder that there are perks to this as well. Yeah, um, I just, I always love the way that Gretchen cracks open her thought process for us. And then humor just is a staple in her articles. I think her classroom is a really pleasant place to be on most days. Well, and I thought that article paired nicely with Matt Renwick's article, How to Use Students' Reading Logs as a Formative Literacy Assessment. Matt makes the statement that really... um, So often there's a lot of information in what we do with kids day to day or in those little checks like Gretchen's talking about that can inform our instruction. And so often those things are right there in plain sight. We don't really have to do a lot of extra things to create them. And that's what he's talking about here in reading logs. Um, There's always that back and forth about reading logs, but he's talking about how reading logs can help give students agency and help them to reflect on themselves as readers. I know I look through my Goodreads quite a bit and go, ooh, I really read a lot of this and I probably should be trying to read some different things. And that's what Matt's getting at here. 
Yeah, it is a nice article. It could have really went either place for Leaders Lounge or for Classic Classroom. Um, I think it's a, an article that we all can benefit from reading. In the videos that we share this week, um, we're watching a couple kids talk about their reading. Um, the first one is where uh, Riley is talking about the reading the students are doing as a whole class. And so that's a nice um, look into it. And then the other video is with a fifth grader who's using sticky notes to make questions and predictions at the end of each chapter. So just a couple um, couple ways to think about assessing readers in those videos. There were lots of nuggets in the Reader's Lounge as well, Ruth. Uh, the beginning of the Reader's Lounge talks about reimagining reading logs and it's a PD to go opportunity that's been put together here. And Ruth, this really made me smile because I know when I think about the work that I was doing with the coaches in our district. So there would be 15 of us around the table and so many great ideas. And when we would plan professional developments, sometimes they would be the same. Sometimes buildings had different needs. And we we always struggled with a good way to put those together and collect them so that we weren't always having to go into the internet and dig or go into our notes and dig or go into our resources and dig. And I just love the way this opportunity is put together to help instructional leaders to be able to just go in and use this as a guide for starting a conversation with the teachers that they're working alongside. I like the PD to goes for that reason too. I think it just really gives um, those who are leading professional learning in their in their schools. It gives them a great place to start. It's paired. There's a video and an article, and it, there's so much meat and this ability to generate conversation among participants. So, I think anyone who's thinking about reading logs or wanting to. Um, have open a conversation about reading logs and the purpose behind them, this is a great PD to go for them. Yes, I think the conversations I thought about that we could have at the table over this um, are really exciting. I always think about Brene Brown and how she talks about rumbling with hard topics. And I think this is a, a hard topic, depending a lot upon our purpose and how we're giving our students ownership. And so I would just love to sit at the tables and have these conversations. So Kathy, we featured um, an article that you wrote um, and it's about just this initial, the first days of getting to know readers. And I love what you do with this article because you are reminding us of the necessity of just slowing down a little bit and getting to know kids as readers. Yeah, this is always an interesting time of year, I feel like, in reading support because you're you're getting to that place where you have all of your information collected and you're not just thinking about one classroom, you're thinking about several classrooms and grade levels. So having the opportunity to get into rooms and to get beside kids and really get to know them can help to effectively plan those next steps in supporting the students in the learning community, because it's not um, just that one group of kids we have, but we're responsible for those kids across communities and across time. And so I always really enjoy too going into classrooms at the beginning of, beginning of the year, because it helps me to see um, what the teachers are doing in the classroom, how the community runs, 
and helps me to make connections as I continue to move forward working with students. It's a great uh, download that's included too. I think those questions that you ask, uh, I can really, I could see myself printing them off and just taking them with me into classrooms, kind of as a guide to get a really well-rounded version of the kid. Yeah, I always tried to keep that entire picture of a reader, the whole story in mind, because it's easy to get caught up in that work and those skills and things kids need to know, and those are important, but then also to be able to help them to step into a reading life at the same time, I always felt like gave us the greatest amount of success quickly. You know, and it's really what Christy Rush Levine is leading us to do in her deep dive course, Meaningful Reading Conferences. So Christy's a middle school teacher, which is focused in her middle school classroom. But what I love that she does is a couple things. One, you were talking about how giving kids a reading life, um, you know, right alongside some of these other things that we're assessing with kids. And she does that. And she really, she breaks down conferring with readers in four steps that are, that we're able to replicate um, over and over again when we confer with kids. So this is a course that we highlighted for our literacy um, leader members, because I think a lot of times coaches and principals are really trying to figure out how do we get to the nitty gritty of, you know, not just having a nice conversation in a reading conference or not just talking about a book, but then also pushing to a teaching point. And Christy shows us how to do this in a seamless way and in a way that is Um, helping kids grow as readers as well as grow their reading lives. I loved having this opportunity placed here because I think as we stand at at this time in the school year where we're kind of, um, we have a lot of assessment, a lot of knowledge in our pocket, and now we're trying to move forward with action. And that requires a lot of craft in our work. And so, you know, I think this whole collection of articles has helped me to think about, you know, what my class needs, what I might be able to help students with in small groups, and then getting down to Christy's work here, really in those side-by-side opportunities that I always love so much. There's just nothing like sitting right beside a reader or a writer and really meeting them where they are and helping them to move forward. I agree, Kathy. And I imagine some of Christie's middle school kids are going to be cracking open our Choice Literacy Book Club uh, read for this month. It is a young adult novel called Enduring Freedom. And it's a story set on September 11th, um, where, and it's, it's telling two different perspectives. So if you grab the back of the book, it says September 11th, 2001. Two young men on opposite sides of the world, one war that will change their lives forever. Uh, Leanne talked about the reason she picked this is because it really helps open minds and gives gives the reader new perspectives to consider. And she's excited about using this book with her middle school kids. And so I've not started reading it yet. It's my plan this week. So when we Um, meet to talk about book club. I just am really looking forward to the conversations that we can have about it. 
Ruth, I was also excited to get the book and I look forward to getting started with it as well. I'm going to have a little bit of a challenge here at my house. My husband, being an eighth grade teacher, has already taken my copy. So we're going to have to go back and forth here and read this. But I do look forward to hearing from the group. And I also hope, Ruth, that a lot of the members of the choice literacy community will pick up the book along with us and join us in conversation. I do too, which um, just brings us back, you know, full circle to uh, the being at the table and your lead this week about how people can engage with us on those social media platforms. And uh, specifically with the book club, there's a hashtag. It's hashtag Choice Literacy Book Club. So um, those of you who are grabbing this book, Enduring Freedom, go ahead and share that with us. Let us know that you're reading along and what your thoughts are. And I hope, Ruth, people will also join us on our social media platforms, especially on Thursdays on Facebook, where we reach out to Choice Literacy Community members and ask them a question and get their their feedback and their thoughts and welcome them to the table. It's going to be kind of like a giant table of our community. I'm excited. At Choice Literacy, we know that you want to be an educator who makes students' lives better through literacy. In order to do that, you need access to comprehensive literacy practices delivered in a way you will actually use. With over 150 in-the-field contributors, we understand the pressure to reach a variety of needs and not enough time to do it, which is why we hold true to workshop tenets like choice and share practical ways to plan and deliver literacy instruction straight to the point of student need. You can find links to all of the articles discussed in the show notes or sign up for the Big Fresh so you can have the links delivered directly to your inbox. Keep growing readers and writers by offering choice in literacy.